Welcome to our NBA Christmas betting special. She's been here before and she has come back for more on this fine day. Kate Constable is a savvy betting expert and together we're going to tackle these five high profile NBA Christmas games and everything that comes in that territory. So Kate, happy holidays. Also, thank you for returning. I'm glad I didn't scare you away. Happy holidays. No, I'm excited to be back. This is fun to uh, talk about these Christmas Day games because finally we should get to see some really good basketball on those days. Yeah, it's like the opposite of NFL where the if there are any Christmas right. games at all, they'll stick disgusting <laughs> ones on there. I mean, the Broncos are playing, so need yeah, I no say Yeah, no one more? wants to watch the Broncos. Ugh. Uh, but we get good games. We get a lot of good games. Ten really fun teams. And... You know, first, I've been following your work since we first connected, and you got everything from NBA to NFL, college basketball. Uh, just want to give you a chance to promote some of the other shows that you go on and uh, tell us what that's been like. Yeah, uh, thank you. It's been fun. I just started with BetQL uh, a little while ago. It's an Odyssey company, and I'm hosting a Saturday college basketball show. So it's called BetQLU in the action. It's from four to seven on Saturdays, four to seven Eastern. Um, and we just watch games live and talk about the games and how to bet them and, and all the action that's going on there. Um, so I've been doing that and then putting out picks each day on BetQL.com for NBA, uh, college basketball. We're doing a little NFL, so a lot going on, but it's been fun. I love it. Yeah, it's fun to keep tabs on all that, but it gets a little wild when you look at the betting and you know that the people behind the scenes are just sticking these lines right at the point <laughs> yep. that makes you on the fence. And I guess that's the purpose of it. Um, Yeah, I mean, so for our whole audience, we're going to try to not nerd out too hard, but here we go. It's NBA Christmas. We got games, props, a five bet parlay. And this would also be a good time to let you know once again about Bet Online, which partners with Believe. It's the place to go for all of your bets. I'm stuck out here in California, where it's a little bit oh. more, yeah, a little bit more restrictions. And uh, let's just say I can still get it done with Bet Online. I get a great welcome bonus. You get a great referral bonus, and it's a win-win situation there. So. Bet I online. thought you were saying you stuck out in California. Oh, the nice weather while I'm in the Midwest about to be hit by a massive snowstorm. <laughs> okay, correction. I am stuck out in California strictly in betting language. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, meanwhile, Kate's getting a white Christmas out in yep. Chicago. So, uh, yeah, let's do this. Bet online, NBA Christmas. Let's go. 76ers at Knicks. It's the morning game. These are the two hot teams. They're also two incredibly inconsistent teams, but win streaks galore. Sixers have now won five straight and the Knicks have won eight straight. So I have no doubt that the scene is going to be rocking at Madison Square Garden. Right now, the spread is listed at Philly favored by two and a half with the over under at 219 and a half. Kate, where's your head on this one as we take on the two scorching hot teams in the East? Yeah, I actually like the Knicks in this one. I just love the way that they've been playing lately, both offensively and defensively. They just seem like they're just locked in and just in a really good place right now. 
um, team wise too, keep team chemistry wise, that they're just stacking up all these wins. And the Knicks have struggled on Christmas day in the past last year with their win, uh, over Atlanta, they snapped their six game Christmas day losing streak. So I like the Knicks to, I think they'll even get the win here, but win cover at home and kind of start a new streak of wins, hopefully. Yeah, this is a really fun one. And I know that the crowd is going to help the Knicks going. Jalen Brunson has been incredibly solid and some for the Mm -hmm. Knicks. So it's paying off that free agency signing. Look, this is a tricky one for me. And I think I'm going to take the other side of it because uh, this is a good chance to tease the episode that's getting released after this one. It's going to be right after Christmas. And uh, it was with somebody heavily involved with the 76ers. And that person told me, I know they're unpredictable, but do not give up on them yet. They are slowly figuring it out. And the roster has had to change so much many times this year due to injuries. So that's all I'm going to say. So you're not going to give me this intel prior to my pick? Come on. (laughs) This is like insider stuff here. I know. I'm big on insider trading. And that's also my older sister's fantasy football team name. So uh, (laughs) best of luck to her in the playoffs. But okay. Like I think my real reason for going with Philly is both teams are going through a similar stretch of good. Mm-hmm. And if both bring their A game, it should favor the team with greater star power. Now, I know home court advantage in the NBA is very real, and I'm going to circle back to that argument as we get to some of these later games. But if Joel Embiid and James Harden in particular bring their A game, I think that should be enough for Philly to get a win on the road when they're finally starting to figure it out. And it's not so much that. I'm picking a random law of averages explosion performance from the stars. I think the way they have tinkered with their defense since November is going to prove really solid. If things are looking a little rocky Uh, that said, the Sixers are incredibly infuriating to bet on. So if I lose this bet, I want no blame and just all credit to you, Kate. (laughs) I mean, if, if Joel Embiid goes off and has a massive game, which he's fully capable of, I feel like he does that almost every night. Uh, I think the Knicks could be in some trouble. I'm not sure. Um, not Robert Williams. Who is it? Who's their center? Nick's center. Uh, oh, Mitchell Lincoln. Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. I get those two mixed up with the, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to be able to stop Joel Embiid as good of a defender as he is. So uh, I guess I'm just banking on maybe the Knicks offense picking up a little bit more in that one. Okay, no, that's totally fair. And, uh, you know, to counter that, when R.J. Barrett is on his game, the mm-hmm. Knicks are an entirely different team as well. And he's yep. been playing awfully well, and that's a big part of why they're winning some games. So I think it's just a matter of who's going to show up. Uh, what do you think about the over-under? Do you have a strong opinion on this one? I would lean towards the under, but I don't have a terribly strong opinion uh, I, I just feel like 76ers games, they play at such a slow pace, partly because MB is in the game and, you know, he has, he's not the fastest. Uh, so getting up and down the floor, they like to get in their half court sets uh, and, you know, start their offense that way. So a lot of walking the ball up the court, which slows things down. And the Knicks, I mean, they've been scoring a lot lately. Uh, they were good over team earlier in the season, but I'm not sure. Um, with the way that they've been playing defense lately, that their games are necessarily going to be super high scoring. That's a really good point you make on the pace because James Harden is a little bit more methodical. He's a little Mm -hmm. older, so he'll move slow, likes to make passes. Meanwhile, Tyrese Maxey 
likes to fly up and down the floor and transition is where he gets his money. He's not going to be playing. So if you have Embiid and Harden out there, I think there's a better chance the Sixers play with that slow pace. For that reason, I would lean under as well. But as with you, I don't have a super strong opinion because over-under bets tend to drive me crazy. And those guys have it down to perfection. It comes down to a missed free throw or a ball that rims out or a garbage time heave. Uh, Yeah, so you know if you're going to bet the over-under, bet what you can afford to lose. (laughs) that's good advice let's move to the second game which is the lakers at mavericks and this is actually the bet i would be most confident in but i'll let you go first kate so it's dallas minus seven is the last updated line and then the over under is at 224 and a half i'll let you take it away before i hit you with my opinion I I think we're going to be differing in opinions quite a bit on this episode. I'm going to go with the Mavs. I just think a healthy Mavs team going up against this Lakers team that, yes, they've had some success recently, but that whole stretch of really good games and stacking up those wins, a lot of that came when Anthony Davis was playing the best basketball I've seen him play in a couple of years. Uh, and without him in the lineup, they go back to being the Laker team that we saw earlier in the season. So he's the difference maker for me there. And I've said so many bad things about Anthony Davis in the past. I'm not a huge Anthony Davis fan because he can't stay on the floor and and stay healthy, but I will give it to him. What he did through that three week stretch uh, of games was pretty impressive. I just don't think that they, the Lakers are the same team without him and going up against this Mavs team who's really difficult at home. I think it's going to be tough. So we do disagree, and I guess that makes for a good <laughs> podcast episode. Yes. But let me come clean before I go into my spiel. Do you have more Lakers insider team. insider info? No, no. Uh, well, okay. actually, I got a stat for you. Not as much insider okay. info. <laughs> but the Lakers do stink, and I there's nothing about that that makes me sad, okay? I like watching the Lakers stink. I'm a NorCal guy. It just happens, okay? But Anthony Davis has been playing – his face off and he's not going to be there. So yes, they're a way worse team when the good version of Anthony Davis is not present, which he won't be. However, seven points is a lot. And a stat that I referenced on my last episode uh, is by cleaning the glass and they have a stat that's called points plus per possession. And this evaluates how many points the team added per 100 possessions by pushing the ball in transition. And so when you look at the top five teams in that category, which were the Grizzlies, Pacers, Nuggets, Spurs, and Raptors, they are all pretty positive against the spread at home, about 60% range, uh, if not better. Now, when you look at the bottom five teams in that category, it's the Pistons, Timberwolves, Hornets, Mavs, and uh, the, oh, and the Bucks. that's the fifth one. And they're all a lot worse against the spread at home around the 40% range. And so the Lakers right now have the third fastest pace in the league. Meanwhile, the Mavs are the second slowest. So it's two very different play styles. And I feel like if one team is going to wear down the other, it's likely going to be the Lakers wearing down the Mavs, despite them being the road team. So I know the Mavericks are really good. I know they have one player who is far above the rest, but do I like the Lakers pushing the pace? Yes. Do I think LeBron James is going to show up on Christmas Day when he's probably not thinking about the playoffs right now? 
absolutely. It's LeBron and he wants to put on a show. So the Mavericks are better at home. I have no doubt that Luka is going to do Luka things. But seven points for a team that can get a little bit worn out and play slow, I find that to be a heavy spread. And therefore, I would go Lakers plus seven. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I think seven's enough of a buffer to take the underdog. That's an interesting set. I had not looked at that. So that's, yeah, a totally different way of looking at and handicapping the game that I hadn't considered. So I may have to um, take another look at that. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm getting in your head because that's my goal being the way worse expert here. So that's not true. (laughs) Okay, so we got some conflict here on Knicks and Sixers. We got more conflict on Lakers Mm -hmm. Mavs. And now we have the game that, I mean, I've been looking forward to this matchup since the start of November, and that's the Bucks at Celtics. First time they're meeting this year. It's like two powerhouses in very different ways. Celtics, top-rated offense. Bucks, second-rated defense. Uh, Jason Tatum currently has the best odds to win the newly named Michael Jordan MVP trophy. He's on a tear. Last I checked, Giannis Antetokounmpo is still Giannis. So... One thing I'm not concerned about in this game is that both teams shoot and attempt roughly the same number of free throws per game. I don't think that's going to be a true difference maker. Celtics are favored by three and a half over under 223. Kate, are you going with the defending Eastern Conference champions or do you like the team that was the NBA champion two years ago? I like the team that was the NBA champion two years ago. (laughs) I just think if you're given Milwaukee three and a half points, I've seen it at four some places. Uh, Milwaukee is a, just a tiny step below where Boston's at right now. And part of that is because Milwaukee's had more uh, injuries throughout the season. I mean, they've just got Chris Middleton back a couple of weeks ago, so they've started the season a little bit slower. But I think they have what it takes to keep pace with Boston. Um, I mean, Boston's offense is is fantastic, but Milwaukee's defense is pretty good. Um, and so I think that if, if you're given a team like Milwaukee, who has Giannis, arguably the best player in the game right now on his team, um, I just think that Milwaukee can can stick with the Celtics here. I think the Celtics will win. Home court advantage will come into play there a little bit, but I think Milwaukee will cover. Okay, so we're actually not disagreeing on this as much okay, as the team on the surface because I'm leaning in the direction of the Celtics, but I want to put my little background on this. So if I'm looking at some notes here, I mean, it's really hard, right? Because the, anytime it's two powerhouses meeting in betting terms, you favor home court advantage probably, but when it's offense versus defense, I usually would want to favor the great defense. And Mm -hmm. so there's a little conflict there. Uh, This is really challenging. (laughs) The Celtics, I've been a doubter in some ways from the beginning. Not that I thought they would be bad, but with the whole Ime Udoka leaving at the last minute, I didn't expect them to just pick up and start the season so hot. And they have really proved me and anybody else doubting them wrong to this point. That said, I think three and a half points is something I'm not comfortable betting on the Celtics to cover. Now, I also think that they probably will win the game with the way they've been playing and the way they can close out at home. But I want to see if this line can shift to minus three or anything less because Mm -hmm. a one score game feels much more comfortable for me to bet on. Uh, 
I don't know if I love the three and a half, but I finally want to acknowledge my wrongdoing on betting against the Celtics. And I will trust them to come out on Christmas day. Jason Tatum is out on a mission right now after his underwhelming finals performance. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. It's really hard to bet against Giannis though. So yes, we're technically on different sides here, but I do agree with you that the three and a half points is a lot. If it shifted to four or four and a half, I would be all in on bucks. Yeah. Another angle I think you could take in this game is the over it's two twenty three right now. And I would lean towards the over the bucks are uh, five and three to the over on Christmas day. And both of these teams, I mean, if they can get going offensively, which both of them can, they can go over this number easily. I think, I mean, I know Milwaukee is a better defensive team and I mean, we've seen what the, the Celtics can do defensively last season, even early on this season. But I think on a Christmas day too, where the stars are going to want to show out a little bit more, you know, all eyes are on them that day. We get a little bit more offensive production from both teams and, and I would take the over here. Yeah. Just to piggyback off of that. I would also say that when the Celtics have played against some of the better teams, you've seen high scoring games. I don't think their defense is quite what it was last year, mm-hmm. although their offense has improved. Uh, just one example, when they did their whole West Coast road trip, you saw a lot of high scoring games against the Lakers, against the Warriors. Uh, the Clippers might have been a little low scoring, but that's also like the team that hits the under every time. So, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so I, I would agree with you on the over there. Uh, speaking of the Warriors, we have a nice little newly formed rivalry, and I'm super bummed about Steph Curry not playing in this game, but the show must go on. Grizzlies at Warriors, these two teams met in the playoffs last year. The Warriors jabbed back at them a little bit after they won the championship. The Grizzlies are hot and I think still on top of the Western Conference despite losing last night in Denver. Um, Grizzlies have a two and a half point advantage in the spread. Is this a no curry, no problem case for the Warriors or will the defending champs get punched in the mouth? Yeah, this is a um, no curry, big problem for the Warriors, I think. Just the way they've looked lately. I know they're so much better at home, but there's no continuity with them right now. They just kind of seem like they're they're just grasping uh, at straws here. And I, I like the way that the Grizzlies have been playing lately. I mean, they're back and healthy other than Desmond Bain, but Dylan Brooks has looked great lately. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been big. Uh, and and this is the Grizzlies' first time ever playing on Christmas Day. So I've got to imagine that John Morant's going to want to come in once again, put on a show, uh, show the world what he can do on Christmas Day and prove that his team is, is worth playing on Christmas Day because only the best teams in the league or, you know, the most prestigious ones um, are the ones that, that get to play on Christmas Day. So I would take Memphis in here despite the Warriors being pretty good at home this year. Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time, Kate and I have an agreement. (laughs) It is sad for me to bet against the Warriors. And look, let's run through it. So uh, actually a fun Memphis fact, which I wish applied, but because Curry's out, it doesn't. They're the only team to be winless against the spread as a road Mm -hmm. underdog. So if Curry was playing, they might have been the underdog, and that would have been a really fun discussion. But uh, yeah, yeah, just wanted to throw that little nugget over there. So look, can the Warriors show up? Absolutely. Defending champs, home crowd, Clay and Draymond have been in big games countless number of times. Mm-hmm. We all know Jordan Poole likes to put on a show, etc. 
is it also possible that the Grizzlies have something to say after the Warriors talked all that smack? And will they give a damn that Curry and Wiggins are not playing? Could this game be over well before the fourth quarter? Yeah, that's certainly possible too. And I think you got to look at both sides of the coin here. The Grizzlies, for the second year in a row, their defense starts slow and they quickly turn it around. Now, this year, part of that was Jaron Jackson Jr. being out with an injury. But they're top 10 in offense and defense right now. And I say this about the Grizzlies to everyone I talk to, which is they are so cocky and it doesn't really bother me. Like, that's going to be so fun to watch on Christmas Day in the playoffs, in big games. Um, Will they back it up? I don't know. That's to be determined. But that's exactly what I want to see as a basketball fan. You can't argue from a neutral perspective that that's not entertaining. So do I think John Morant and Dylan Brooks and uh, I guess Desmond Bain is out, but Jaron Jackson, anyone who really likes to talk, the young guys coming into the old heads place. Yeah, I think two and a half points isn't that many. I expected this to be around four and a half, maybe five. And maybe they are just favoring the Warriors and the way they play at home. But a big part of their home success is a guy named Steph Curry that can put up 40 in his sleep. You're not going to have that at your disposal. It's going to be a real uphill battle. I think they can do it, but if I'm betting with my head, got to go with the Grizzlies. Yeah, I don't think the Warriors' home record would look quite as good if they didn't have Seth putting up 35, 40, 50 some nights at home early in the season. I mean, he was carrying that team pretty heavily on the offensive end to start things off. So I'm a little confused at this line that it's not Grizzlies minus three or four, um, but I suppose they're they're taking into account Warriors at home, um, having that crowd behind them on that day and, and having played on Christmas Day before, because I'm sure it's exciting. There's maybe some nerves or, or just extra adrenaline emotion that you kind of have to learn to control or, or calm down a little bit before these big time games that maybe the Grizzlies uh, haven't experienced before because they haven't played on Christmas before. So that could be part of it too, but I think this one is is all the Grizzlies to lose. That's what I've talked myself into, the logic with that line, yeah. as opposed to this is a total trap. You got to bet the Warriors. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm talking myself into that form of logic, <laughs> but I'm either going to think I'm super smart in a few days or like, oh, I should have known. That's what we all think. I think that every morning waking up, wow, I was either a genius last night or that was really stupid and uh, probably should have done something differently there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So four games down, one more to go. And these two and a half point spreads are super popular unless they are set to change, of course, because there's still time. Mm -hmm. We got the Denver Nuggets hosting the Phoenix Suns, the infuriating Phoenix Suns. Uh, Denver favored by two and a half and the over under is set high at 231 and a half. So the Nuggets are a reliable money line pick at home. But against the spread, it is much more of a toss-up. Phoenix really frustrates me because every time I think they stink, they make some wild comeback or pull out a huge win. Uh, But then I think they have it together and they'll go and lose to the Rockets or the Wizards and I'm just lost again. So, Kate, before I just get too angry and go on a ranting rampage, I'm going to let you just take the floor here and we'll see if we have yet another disagreement. I don't have a terribly strong take on the side here. Phoenix has really struggled on the road this season. So that worries me a little bit in terms of them covering. 
I think if Phoenix is fully healthy, then I, I would, I would like them a little bit more. Um, like you said, Denver has been really good at home. So they have that advantage, but I, I think I would target the total here and take the over. I mean, Denver is the, uh, highest first quarter, highest scoring first quarter team. So they like to get off to fast starts in games. The Suns like to uh, finish games fast. They play a faster second half. So maybe you get, you know, an inflated, uh, number from the Nuggets early, the Suns in the second half, but either way, both of these teams just, are able to get up and down the floor, play at a good pace, and are pretty efficient on offense. And the Nuggets turn the ball over a lot. They also don't play much defense. So uh, when you have a Suns team that can kind of explode on offense, like we've seen from Devin Booker this year, going up against a team that doesn't play defense, I just think that leads to plenty of points. So I would look at the over here versus the side. I totally agree with you on the over. I think that's a Christmas day classic. And these are two perfect teams. I don't care if the mark is set over two thirty. we could even see it combined for about two forty. So let me ask you one question though. You said when the Suns are fully healthy, they are better. Now, obviously they miss cam Johnson. That is pretty indisputable. Is Chris Paul hurting them right now though? No, I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, I don't think they're better without him than they are with him. Uh, maybe he hasn't played up to his standards lately, but the way he can take over in the fourth quarter late in games, I mean, he was, I, I'd have to go back and look at the numbers this year, but his clutch numbers last year were leading the NBA. Uh, so I think the Suns are just fine with Chris Paul. Uh, he just needs to kind of be in the lineup consistently and miss a significant time with that injury a couple weeks ago. So maybe just getting back into the swing of things. Okay. I like that take. Mm -hmm. uh, if I am to go with a pick on the spread here, I probably would take Denver. And this just really comes back to the home court advantage argument. So look, at least they are what they are and they stick to that. Jokic controls a lot of the offense. Jamal Murray is finding his way back into form. Uh, yes, their defense is rated poorly, but I'm going to take a page out of Colin Coward's book right now in which he says about the Kansas City Chiefs all the time. Denver is very good situationally at the end of games. They're well coached in the clutch. They have a very high rating, so they just find ways to win, even though they have turnover issues and defensive issues. Phoenix, outside of Devin Booker, doesn't have anyone that can take over a game. And I know Chris Paul uh, can take over in certain ways in terms of leadership but he's probably not going to score 25 in a fourth quarter deandre ayton is only sometimes that guy who's getting paid 33 million dollars per year so look i mean i said it with the margins like against the spread uh denver has the second worst margin against the spread at home but they are uh six and six i think with a slightly positive margin on the victory Phoenix has a minus 1.7 point margin when they're on the road. They're six and eight against the spread. So they don't really blow you away either. I would say one third into the season. It's not every team that has a clear difference between being at home and on the road. But if you're the Nuggets and you're the Suns, it does matter in the world of betting. So if this game was being played in Phoenix, I probably would be taking Phoenix. But because mm -hmm. it's in Denver, I guess I will go with the Nuggets and it's just two and a half points. And I mean, the Nuggets have been playing well and th they beat the Grizzlies last night. That was a great performance from them, a big win for them. So maybe they carry that in uh, throughout the rest of the week and into the weekend for this game. But yeah, I don't hate, I don't hate a look on, on the Nuggets. I just probably won't personally bet them. 
No, that's fair. And we're going to go into personal bets, actually, because we've got a little five bet parlay action. And obviously, we've spent the last 20, 30 minutes displaying some of our thoughts. So you probably have an idea of where we're going with this. But uh, Kate, if you had to put down like $2, just a small amount to try to explode and win 30, what are your five picks? My five picks, let's see. I would go Mavs to cover, um, Suns money line, Sixers, Knicks under, Bucks plus four, and Grizzlies Warriors over. Okay, I like that. Do I think I would win that parlay? I think one leg of that, two legs might lose there. But um, that if I'm going all in and, and, and trying to win big, that's what I would do. Okay, so I'm making a one late change on one of my parlay picks, but pretty much all staying the same. I would go 76ers minus 2.5, believing in Philly. I will go Celtics money line because I don't feel comfortable with the spread. I will take the Grizzlies to cover on the road at two and a half. I will confidently take the Lakers. And the best news is that if they don't cover this plus seven, I'm not going to be sad whatsoever. And then I will go over on Suns versus Nuggets. I agree with you that that is a more comfortable pick than a spread or a money line. Phoenix, you don't really know what you're going to get, but I think with the scoring, that is a fair pick. So that's probably my five. I try to not throw over-unders into parlays because I always just oh, have yeah. it in my head. Like that is the one thing that will turn everything upside down, but <laughs> that's what we're going with. And uh, I, like I like that because we have a lot of variety, a lot of differences yeah. there. We do. We do. Uh, it'll be fun to see kind of how these games shake out and, and who's handicapping our angles. We're, we're right going into this one. I know if if any of my friends are watching this, and I know some of them will be, um, I'm going to advise to slightly bet against me. Like you can take a couple (laughs) of my picks, but like. Hey, I have not been great at the NBA this year. I've struggled plenty. So none of mine are, are golden. It's okay. My NBA journey was like started horrendous because there's a lot of parody in the league. Mm -hmm. Then I got a lot better and now I've kind of leveled off and I'm somewhere in between. The NBA has been pretty unpredictable this year. So I think a lot of people are having some issues kind of on a night to night basis. I think playoff games are going to be a lot more fun because the stakes Mm -hmm. are high and you know what teams need. Yeah. But we'll see if that really improves accuracy. Yeah. Okay. Let's do a quick run through on props before we get out of here. Uh, A lot of sites haven't listed odds necessarily on this i know i also live in a state where it's harder to find that kind of stuff but let's go through it anyway if you had to pick somebody to score the most points on christmas day 10 teams one player who's your guy i think i would go with luca luca just loves the bright lights he he shows up big in the primetime games and what bigger game than Christmas day. So, and also just based on his usage this year, I I mean, his numbers have been out of control that I think on, on a night like this against the Lakers defense, that isn't all that great without Anthony Davison. I think Luca can have a big game. Luca's a terrific pick. I have nothing wrong with that. And I almost considered doing the same. If Curry was playing, I completely would have picked him to explode at home, but sadly we're not going to have that reality. 
So I alluded to this a little bit earlier. I'm going to go with the guy who's searching for that MVP trophy and a trip back to the finals. Jason Tatum has been nothing short of fantastic. And if you want to beat a Milwaukee Bucks, it's the kind of game where your best players need to shine. So they're going to need him and Jalen Brown, but I think Jason Tatum is fully capable of putting up points. And you mentioned you like the over in that game as well. Mm -hmm. So we might see Giannis, Middleton, Brown, Tatum, all the stars having to show out. So that's kind of where I like it with Tatum. Okay. Most assists. Is it going to be the point guard, Chris Paul, or somebody else? No, I think I would go um, Jokic here. He's just uh, more so just because he's so fun to watch pass the ball. I kind of just hope that he has quite a few, Um, but uh, he comes up big in that department night in and night out. And he's going to be the one that that team relies on um, going up against the sun. So I think I would take Jokic there. I absolutely agree with you. I was deciding between Luka and Jokic because those are the two players who their offense entirely relies upon them. If the Warriors were fully healthy, maybe you could say Draymond Green in that category, but they won't be, so I don't feel as good about that pick. Jokic is a great answer. He is going to get it fed inside. He's going to dish it out. He's going to score. He will do everything while Jamal Murray still gets his feet back under him. Let's go to the most rebounds. Uh, I'm going to go Embiid. Joel Embiid. Uh, Mitchell Robinson, I don't think stands a chance uh, going up against Embiid, and he should be able to just clean up on the boards both offensively, defensively. I think uh, Embiid's going to have a big night. And I will go with another very safe pick named Giannis Antetokounmpo because why (laughs) would he not do everything when the lights are the brightest? Embiid is a fantastic pick too. Those are probably going to be the two highest odds holders, maybe Jokic too. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think so for sure. What about blocks and rejections here? That's a good one I hadn't thought of. Um, What if we go with DeAndre Ayton? Why not? You said DeAndre Ayton uh, kind of picks his spots and when he wants to show up, which is very true, he does. Uh, but he is also a player that likes to show up in the big games and the big moments. He doesn't always do it, but those are the situations where he's at least going to put the effort in early in games and and if it starts to click for him then he goes off if not he kind of just you know stops playing a little but I uh, so I think uh Aiden could be a difference maker in terms of, of blocks there for Phoenix and then maybe he'll think about talking to his coach Monty Williams yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna be boring and you can call me boring but let's go with Giannis again why would I not he's like the safest yeah. pick ever I said it before on the show I had the number <laughs> one pick in my fantasy basketball draft And I picked that guy because he does it all. Yeah, why not? I think that's safe. Uh, Although if Robert Williams, actually, maybe, I guess he has played some. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get, though. But that's another player that just swats the crap out of the ball. Yeah, he does. Okay, how about, we got two more. I'm sure some of you will predict this one. Steals, who's going to be the pickpocket? Huh. I want to say Chris Paul. He gets his hand on quite a few um, in quite a few passing lanes, loose balls. He seems to come up with a couple each night. So as long as he's healthy 
and playing, which I, I don't know why he wouldn't be, um, I would take the point guard there. I'm prepared for people to come at me and be like, why are you picking the Bucks over and over when you just <laughs> Celtics money line? Drew Holiday is a guy that is savvy. He's getting about one and a half per game, and he just had two a couple of nights ago in New Orleans. Also the type of guy that seems like he's going to be pissed off about the Celtics sending him home last year. So why not for Drew Holiday? I like it. Yeah, I do too. That's a good one. And last but not least, I mean, who is going to get the most technical fouls or at very least ref trouble? Well, I think we know the answer to this one. It's got to be Draymond, right? Absolutely. I, you know, Pat Bev is a fair argument. Oh, he's, yeah, he would be a, another one on the list. But my thing with Draymond is like, he gets technicals for both being upset and for being super happy for his teammates, as we saw in Minnesota <laughs> when he came off the bench. So, uh, like, Draymond bringing emotion to this game is a guarantee. And I feel like if it's going poorly, it's a surefire technical. And if it's going really well, he could also be talking some major crap at the Grizzlies. So it's just like, I would say the odds on this are probably in the minus for how likely it is, but <laughs> you got to do it. Draymond is our guy for technical fouls. Oh yeah, for sure. Did you ever find a, a book that allows you to bet technical foul props? No, I haven't. Although to be fair, it was pretty limited searching on that front, but yeah, when it gets to playoff time, that's when I'm really going to, actually throw my money at that because it's going to be just so funny (laughs) yeah so we got technical fouls uh in the prop bet i mean again i know that that could be a massive like seven way tie if everyone gets one tech but you know people are capable of ejections too it's it's christmas anything can happen that's right anything can happen yes (laughs) man okay so i like this this was really great because we had a lot of disagreement and back and forth and it wasn't just like Oh, I really agree with what you said, Kate. Yeah, it's a nice point, Greg. Um, yeah, I always think these shows are better when when we disagree with each other because there's there's parody to it, and you know you can argue both sides. People can kind of figure out which side they want to be on. Yeah, I mean the bottom line is with betting. I've said this before: you can be right for the right reasons, you can be right, but completely off with your reasoning. You can mm-hmm. have your result be wrong, but your thought process was totally there and correct, or you could just completely miss the mark. And none of it really matters in the end. Yep. That's how Uh, it goes. All right. Well, Kate, thank you so much. I know I took a bunch of your time and it's busy holiday season, but uh, we're giving the public not just the episode they want, but the episode that they need. (laughs) I like that. Yes. I'm glad to be a part of uh, the episode the public needs. Awesome. Well, go check her out with all of her betting shows that she mentioned at the beginning of the show. I'm going to link her Twitter in the episode description. Lots of good content there. And I'm sure we're going to have another collaboration at some point down the road. But uh, once again, thank you. And to our audience, we'll be back soon. And uh, stay stay tight because we got the uh, 76ers themed episode coming out right after Christmas. So a big week in terms of the content. And, uh, you know, just keep screaming like always.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.